at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutis on Twitter. Well, you heard the story in the news bulletin this morning, the High Court in Gauteng ordering the Ekuruleni Metro to pay a fine of 1.3 million rand because it hasn't complied with previous court orders to give a group of residents houses and title deeds in their own name in defiance of a court order. The case goes all the way back to the 1990s, but in 2017, judges ruled the council must give homes to the applicants who live in the Winnie Mandela informal settlement. Kulaliwa Bengu is an attorney at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute representing the applicants in this case. Kulaliwa, good morning. Why did the court rule in this way? What does Ekuruleni actually have to do? Good morning, Stephen. Um, so the case of the 133 applicants goes really, really far back, as we explained. But in terms of litigation, it goes far back as 2015. The applicants went to the court in 2015. They were given a court order in 2017 that the municipality, due to maladministration or corruption, had failed to provide their houses, even though they had applied for subsidies. And they were approved. And they know where the houses are but they're still not living in the houses. So the court said they must be given houses um, and the title of each. A current municipality then appealed to the Supreme Court of Appeal to get an extension of when they must deliver houses. It was extended to the end of June 2019, but still the municipality failed. Just on the eve of when the extension was about to end, they went against the High Court to have a variation. The High Court dismissed that. And they've been asking for extension and extension and still have failed to provide the houses to the 133. And this is why we find ourselves in this situation where they have a 1,230,000 fine and a deadline of 15 December to provide these houses. Okay. Do the houses actually exist or do they still have to build them? They have to build them. Okay. And the money, the 1.3 million rand, does that go to the people who are supposed to get the houses? So do they get the money and the houses, or do they only get the houses? They only get the houses if the, the houses are built by 15th December. The fine is going to the court. Okay, so the fine would end up in the fiscus. So this happens, I mean, we've seen this many times where, and there's a huge, I, I suspect, um, Kulili, where we're about to have a big debate about uh, affordable accommodation. So people in this case were told they went through the process they were told they would get the accommodation and they didn't what duty in your view does a council have to find people a place to live because councils will argue they don't have the resources to do it in this case maybe slightly different because the people have been told they would get a house but in your view what duty does a council have to provide accommodation so Stephen, this is it, it's, it's different for, from the alternative accommodation discussion we've been having since the fire. This is the duty that the state has, even at local government, in terms of Section 26, 1 and 2 of the Constitution, to progressively realize the right to housing, right? The people who applied for, for the housing subsidies, they were approved. And then when they're supposed to get the houses, the houses were given to other people. Now, that right has been progressively realized, but then now they don't have the houses. So which means they have been a, there has been a breach to their constitutional right to housing, because now they can't go back on the housing line and apply for subsidy again, which is completely different to people who are being offered alternative accommodation because of an eviction or because of sure. a fire. That is in terms of Section 26.3. It's a different process altogether. But either way, Kanzo has a duty to provide the housing to these 133 and to people who are being evicted. It's just that with people who are being evicted, 
its alternative accommodation so that they do not end up homeless. But with this 133, it's their houses. They were given subsidies. There were houses. Some of the 133, there's even titles using their name. There's council statements that are coming while they don't live in those houses. Do we know who the houses went to? If the, where they were told, if you say they had title deeds, then who ended up living in the houses that were built? So the, from what the municipality said at some point during the litigation was that um, those numbers that were given to the applicants were actually dummy numbers. So say for what they're explaining is if they've had has 100 houses, then they allocate 200 people to those 100 houses, and those are dummy numbers, and it's actually 100 people who get them and the other don't. But the problem is now that all these people's subsidies have been used. And people, some of the applicants are living in the same stance as, 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 as some of the people who got the houses. And now they're facing eviction in their own home. Sure. Kuleliwa Bengal, thank you very much indeed. Senior Attorney at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute.